Life is good. Life is good. I was just reminiscing about the time that I um, got to see my friend's children being born out of the vagina. Direct, like, I got to see all that. Like, it, it, it is a... I mean, I guess the word I should say is humbling experience. I'm grateful that I was allowed to be there. I'm grateful that I could be there. I'm grateful that I was a part of the process. Now, it definitely was a process. It definitely was a process. Um, with the second baby, it was just me and her. And the baby comes out. And... Uh, the nurse is like, or the doctors, whoever they are, midwives, I'm not sure what the right terminology is here. They're like, you're going to cut the umbilical cord. And I'm like, okay, got it. Yep, I will be definitely doing that. That's definitely going to be something that's happening right here. Okay, so I've got like the, the you know, <laughs> scissors. <laughs> and the nurses are holding this. The baby's out. My friend is just kind of, you know, like, it's intense. Um, but before I cut the uh, umbilical cord, I, um, you know, look at the nurses and they said, you got to feel this. They, the nurses had me feel the umbilical cord pulse before I cut it. I had to feel the heartbeat. They're like, you can feel the heartbeat. And I'm like, you know, not totally my thing. I know I'm a nurse. A lot of this stuff really interests me, but like actually feeling your insides is not, not on my list of things that I love, you know? Um, but anyway, it is interesting nonetheless, but like for me to actually touch it, if you remember back like seasons ago, I tell you sometimes when I touch things with my fingers, I have a sensation that they're in my mouth. I don't know what got mixed up in my like neurological process there. It's always been like that. Like sometimes I feel it like, I'm like, ah, why are you sending that? <laughs> no, <laughs> the signal got mixed. But anyway, she's like, feel this pulse. Now the umbilical cord, through the best of my memory, this is like a core memory for me too. It's like the size of my thumb, like the thickness of my thumb. And she's like, put your fingers right here. And like, it's like feeling your pulse, you know, how you can feel, you can see your little blood vessels underneath your skin. It's like being able to put your hands on there and feel that, except the vessel is the size of your thumb, okay? Like the size of your thumb. If you haven't done it, I definitely recommend doing it. But like, why did I have to do that? And is that normal? Was it just like, me free floating through life and things just happening to me like they always do or is that something that actually happens to everybody it's just a little interesting little tidbit of <laughs> my existence but the reason we're here today is i wanted to talk about gender i think that gender male female let's just stick with those those two genders and being as unoffensive as possible I'm not trying to offend anybody. If it happens inadvertently, 
please know that this is just coming from a place of love and trying to get like a mutual understanding. I think that the, the gender separation, male and female, is actually an energetic gender separation. There is masculine energy and there is feminine energy. And I think the mix between our energy types and our genitals are, the genitals would be like a stereotype. Like it's typical for a feminine energy to have a vagina. Okay. Typical. That's a stereotype. It's saying like, it's, it's typical for all birds to fly. Stereotype. Not all birds can fly. Most of them do, but not all of them do. And because you can fly doesn't make you a bird automatically. Maybe it does. I don't know the, those specifics. But masculine energy, you know, it's, it's more of a spectrum. We'll put masculine on the left, feminine on the right. And everybody's fucking different. Some people are like solid masculine. I look masculine. My energy is masculine. And I have a dick. Bam. Check, check, check. Wow, you fit into all those categories. But what about the guys that look masculine, have a dick, and have feminine energy? Because I know, just me saying that, you can categorize those two separations of people, right? Let's, let's just stick with the energy. What about look feminine, have a vagina, and have masculine energy. Like there's so many different just categories. And the energy is like a, a divine energy, the masculine and feminine. Some people have a range. Some people can just bounce all around that scale. One day masculine, one day feminine, one day feminine presenting, feminine energy, have a vagina, one day male presenting, <laughs> like, male energy have a vagina like it's it doesn't matter really like it doesn't matter and i think that we're defining it by by too much <laughs> too much like we are not going the right direction it does not matter for the history of existence and our prolonged existence on this planet that's trying to actively kill us look at all the natural disasters we're having natural disasters that we are constantly cleaning up it's like we can't get one event completely cleaned up and like back where we were before the earth is trying to kill us again right like what are we actively cleaning up now i'm pretty sure california is still on fire like i'm pretty sure all those wildfires did not stop we just stopped hearing coverage of it i think there's a volcano going off in florida or not florida hawaii Florida, we've got the, the storm surges, the entire East Coast, and then that's just our country. Like, the planet is actively trying to kill us, and you're worried about this guy looks like he should have a dick, but he has a vagina. Like, let's get our priorities straight. It doesn't matter. The Earth is trying to, like, just vacate us. Like, they've had enough of our shit. But yeah, let's let's not think of gender the way that we've always thought of gender let's just think of those genitals as a stereotype that typically happens when you have a certain type of energy it makes it a lot easier to understand and a lot easier to process Whew. 
Ooh, I got a call from the gym the other day and they canceled my like personal trainer. They they, they canceled my trainer. My trainer had to leave early because she had a migraine and they canceled it. So when I see my trainer the next day, she's like, hey, did you did you come in yesterday? And I was like, yeah, I got a call saying it was canceled. And they said, fatty, you better come in and work out. And she, (laughs) the look on her face, sometimes I think people establish patterns and it's just so different. It's so different. Like she, she was going to yell at them for saying that to me, but I could say it to myself and nobody's getting yelled at. Um, I want to talk about setting boundaries. I talk about boundaries a lot. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Boundaries are in the simplest form, the way that you like treat yourself, what you are allowing. Um, and what you allow will continue. So the boundary is where you set up like, okay, you make me feel super shitty when I'm with you. Or maybe I have a good time when I'm with you. But when I leave, I feel super shitty. Or I feel super drained. Or I feel very anxious. Like, that's that's you. You have to figure out what you want in your energetic circle. You figure it out. You set those rules. And the rules that you set, everybody around you is seeing. That's how everyone is going to be respecting you. That's how they're going to be viewing you. That's the energetic circle that you create is is what you're creating. So <clears throat> there's a lot of people that can't set boundaries. And, and I don't think it's that you can't. I think it's that you know exactly where the boundaries should be, but you don't know exactly how to do it. So the what happens most is people taking advantage of your your time, your space, and your energy. People taking advantage of you having an opening and them needing something. This could be something easy, something hard, something fun, something boring, so, like you have an opening and someone needing something. So the conversation could be like, hey, can you come help me move on the fifth? Okay. So instead of answering right in that moment, instead of giving an answer, yeah, no. Like instead of answering right in that moment, give yourself some space, give yourself some time. Say, let me get back to you. I'm going to need to check my schedule. I'm going to need to think about it. I'm going to like, let me see what I'm doing. Let me get back to you. Don't give an answer right there. A lot of times you're going to feel pressure in that moment to give an answer that is not what you want. It's what they want. Because as empaths, as energy healers, you're going to be feeling that. You're going to be feeling that pressure, whether they know it or not. And if it's someone that's good to you, they're not intentionally going to be doing that. If it's someone that's not good to you or not good for you, they're intentionally going to be making you feel guilty. You hear that? Intentionally making you feel guilty because they know that that's a quality that you have. So if someone is intentionally making you feel guilty, please just like Note that that is not a good trait. Like, that's not a good space. You're not going to be able to be genuinely, authentically yourself if someone is making you feel guilty for being yourself. <clears throat> like, that's not, that's not a good give and take. So, 
Someone asks you to do something. Let me get back to you. Let me check my schedule, you know? Um, And then what that does is it gives you time to ask yourself a few questions. One, do you have like space, energy, and time for it? Do you? Do you have space, energy, and time? Okay. Let's say you do have, you know, space, energy, and time. All right. Yeah, you do. And then uh, let's go to the next question you want to ask. And this is every scenario. And you can run these through very quickly. But until you learn how to do it, it's good to, you know, maybe write them down or try and like however you do it. Question number two. Does the person actually need help or are they using you because they know that you'll say yes? Does the person actually need help? Is there not anybody else they can ask? Have they asked anybody else or did they come directly to you because they know you'll always say yes? Because that's using. <laughs> that's they're, they're using you. Are you feeling used? Okay. So once you get that, <laughs> that answer answered. Um, question number three. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to? You know, (laughs) you'll be able to answer that yourself, but you can remove this whole process from being directly in front of somebody to like, I'll I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. Let me get back to you. Um, If it's a firm no right away, sometimes I say it, but... I'm so finicky with my energy that sometimes I might be thinking like, there is no way that is going to happen in a hundred million thousand years. And then the day of it comes and I've already created a window for myself so that if I did want to join, I could. But if I don't want to join, I don't feel like I have to. And I go with what makes me feel the best, what feels best with all of my movements, what resonates, what's good. People that don't know me, like, (laughs) that's on you, you know? I'm pretty direct and intense. That's the, those are my descriptors, direct and intense. Like, take it for what it is. If you want an honest answer, come to me with an honest question. Like, that's the, that's, (laughs) I've just had so many experiences throughout my lifetime. But you can set a boundary. You can't change someone. So you can set a boundary with what you will accept in your life. But you can't change someone. What you can do is if they aren't, able to meet that boundary, if they aren't able to come to that boundary, then that gives you the choice to either keep them in your life or remove them from your life. And if you are consistently saying like, this is my boundary, the next time this happens, could you please talk to me about it first before, you know, there's so many different ways. And the boundary setting, you don't want to make someone feel attacked. You don't want to make something someone feel like they are less than or you're coming for them. Like it's it's all coming out of a place of love. 
yes, there may be situations where you might need to use that authoritative, like, parental tone and voice. Like, this is absolutely not acceptable if this happens again. Like, like no, this is your one chance. Like, th- there are situations where that has to happen. But in general, no. Most people don't even know that they're crossing boundaries because why? You're not telling them. And that's on you. That is on you. If you want to be treated differently, you need to start (laughs) treating yourself differently. And by setting a boundary, you're putting yourself first. Put yourself first. Put yourself first. If you don't put yourself first, no one else is going to try and like respect the boundaries that you're setting. We're all different and we're all in this together. We're all trying to move the same direction. Spread love.